Mandela, hope my flow stay propelling. Let these words be your earth and moon. You consume every message. As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression. And with that being said, my n- let me ask this question. Wish hit the fan, is you still a fan? Wish hit the fan. Alright y'all, I usually like to let my intro music rock a little bit, but I am on a very uh, tight time schedule right now. Uh, for some reason, I decided to wait all the way until 12.30 in the morning to get on camera and finish the rest of this podcast. I've already filmed some of it, but the huge chunk of it I'm doing right now. Uh, so, anyway... That being said, welcome to episode 7 of the Catch Up Podcast. Uh, let's go and get this promotion out the way. Alright, so uh, first and foremost, uh, catch the video version of this podcast at youtube.com slash thejhreview, all one word. And also, you can catch this on every podcast platform now. I am finally on Spotify. Um, I distribute through Anchor, but for some reason... I could never get on Spotify, so I had to go through Spotify independent of, there I go knocking my mic, independent of uh, Anchor. So I'm pretty much on every major podcast platform now. I should be. Uh, so whatever version you want to listen to, go check it out. But anyway, so now that I've got that out the way, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and also follow me on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's get into this. So um, played y'all Mortal Man by Kendrick Lamar. Um, I felt like the song fit in with what I had to talk about tonight when hit the fan. Are you still a fan? That's what R. Carla is asking. That's what MJ would be asking if he was still alive. And uh, that's probably what LeBron is asking, too, down in Los Angeles. But anyway, um, most of this episode is going to be uh, on the Michael Jackson and R. Kelly situation. Um, I'm going to give my thoughts on the interview and the documentary as well. Um, Also tonight, I want to talk about the scandal called college. This is a topic near and dear to my heart because I feel some type of way about the college experience. Uh, As a four year grad, I feel like I'm qualified to talk about it. So uh, with the whole college scandal thing going on with the uh, rich parents paying for their children to go to, you know, these prestigious colleges, I feel like it was time to talk about it. So kids, I want y'all to sit down for this topic right here. Definitely those of you who are getting ready to go to college. Okay. Um, So that being said, uh, what else am I getting into tonight? I also want to talk about the issue of reparation. That was a huge, that's been a huge topic um, going into the next um, political campaign. Uh, It's the picture is still not complete as far as who's running, but that seems to be a topic among all the, you know, Democratic nominees that seem to be uh, running. Uh, Other than that, on the music end, gonna be reviewing uh, two new tracks uh one from logic confessions of a dangerous mind which i thought was a good uh track y'all should go listen to it um schoolboy q num num juice i know that's a weird title but yeah um i'm reviewing those two artists and 
going back to Kendrick Lamar, uh, last week um, was his four-year anniversary of To Pimp a Butterfly, which is one of my favorite albums. Um, I even consider it a classic. I'll go ahead and say that. But I want to go ahead and talk about that in you know retrospect and kind of give my thoughts and reminisce about that album towards the end of the episode. That's when I'm gonna do that. But of course, time stamps will be located down below in the description box um, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and if you're watching me on my little Facebook preview, all my Facebook fam, I'm gonna go ahead and get into these quick topics. Then after that, I need y'all to head over to the YouTube. So to watch the full video, okay? Uh, so I'll give y'all a little sneak peek, all right? So with that being said, let's go ahead and get to these quick topics. I'm going to use these to kind of, you know, warm myself up. And it's stuff that, number one, either I really don't care about, but it's kind of popping, but I really don't care about. And I figured I should touch on, or it's just stuff I really don't have that much to say about. So um, let's go ahead and get into these quick topics, man. All right, so uh, I spoke about LeBron James earlier and uh, his um, devastating loss <laughs> uh, in his last game. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. I was watching the highlights today, and I can't remember the team. Was it? Uh, I'm not even gonna say it. Y'all, y'all fill me in. But yeah, he's eliminated. Well, I'm putting this all on LeBron. The Lakers are eliminated from the playoffs. Um, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I think LeBron should just go back to the Eastern Conference. I, it's it, he's just weird in the West. Um, but maybe um, I mean at least give it another give it another shot. I say if next season doesn't work out, then maybe we could talk about you know trading and you know taking his talent somewhere else. But um, to be fair, there were some injuries that plagued that team. Uh, but. Other than that, yeah, um, maybe good. There I go knocking my mic. Uh, anyway, but anyway, good luck to LeBron next year. Maybe we'll do better. We'll see. Moving on to next. Told y'all this quick topics, quick topics. Um, um, Kodak Black is in the news again. And every time I feel like I want to root for the guy, he does something dumb so uh in some song or track i didn't listen to it he referred to uh wanting to uh young ma if y'all know what i mean uh which is kind of weird i don't i don't know how he finds her attractive uh, definitely you know with the whole tomboy get up i i don't see anything attractive about young ma i'm sorry um I did see her in her early days before she started rapping and she was she she was all right. But now the whole get up is it's not a, it's not attractive to me at all. So I don't see how it's attractive to them. But, you know, to each his own. And um, basically, like in some video he did, he was saying, uh, I think he made the comment, how you a woman and you don't want to be penetrated, basically. Uh, so I don't know. Kodak kind of. He, he gonna have to catch an L for that one, but um, as far as like the music he's been putting out lately, um, I've been kind of digging it, but you know, it's kind of a back and forth thing with you know the whole Kodak thing. Uh, but anyway, yep, keep me going, let's go. <laughs> All right, 
Next topic. Uh, moving back to Jesse Smollett. Um, not much to talk about him. He did appear in court. Uh, I think like a week or two ago, but I must say he looked pretty confident. Man, his swag was like on 100. Um, I don't know. Maybe he knows something. I don't know, but he seemed pretty confident. His team's pretty confident that uh, he didn't do that. He's still, he's going to die on his hill. He did not do anything. Um, but personally, my verdict, my early verdict is I, I don't see him doing any major time or anything like that. Um, as far as him in the industry, I, th I think he has that, uh, scarlet letter that he has to wear and the letter is not going to be a, it's going to be L for lying, but, um, yeah, he's going to have to wear that. Uh, I, I think it's going to take a while for his career to get back on track. Uh, I think that's going to be the real punishment, but as far as like any heavy jail time, I, I really don't see it. I see him getting out of this somehow, maybe some type of probation or something like that. Very minimal jail time if it does happen. But we'll see. But yeah, that's all I have on Justin right now. But I'm I'm not gonna spend a whole episode talking about him. That's enough of that. Um on the tech side, I want to talk about Mortal Kombat a little bit, man. I'm excited for this game. This is gonna get me up out of the bed, so to say. Uh, because I'm I'm I guess you could say I'm semi-retired. I really don't play my game like that. I use it more for Hulu and Netflix and stuff like that. And there's still games I still have to finish. Uh, I just haven't gotten to yet. But uh, I'm excited for uh, Mortal Kombat 11. More so the story. Uh, I think since... Uh, I, probably, I probably won't say since they rebooted the game. But you can say MK9, I guess. Um, is when the story mode really attracted me. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to uh, as far as, you know, how rating <laughs> rating is going to be this time since he's kind of more darker this time around and the whole time um, time jumping that's going to be going on because there's going to be a lot of uh, classic characters from the past that are in this game so we'll see how they do that but as far as the roster so far the roster is looking pretty good it's not fully complete um the person that i'm probably looking forward to playing with the most right now is johnny cage when they show his reveal his um like his whole move set uh they did it like perfectly uh you have this mix of comedy and you know John Claude Van Damme. That's that's kind of what I thought about when I saw his combos. I was like, man, it's like John Claude Van Damme, just a comedic version of him. Um, and definitely his fatality. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. When he does the you, you uppercut the head off, except it's they kind of do it in takes. The uppercut the dude's head is like he splits his chin, and then they do another take where uh, he does it again. Doesn't quite work. <laughs> And then the third take still doesn't work. His head gets stuck on his hand. He throws it at the screen. I was like, oh, man, that is so funny. But this uh, Mortal Kombat is probably going to be the most gruesome one uh, so far. Definitely with the updated graphics and the technology that exists today. Um, but my favorite character so far, uh, MKX. I still have MKX. I just don't play it. Um, the one I was getting used to the most was Jackie Briggs, and I like her redesign in this um, game as well. So that's probably going to be one of the first characters I play with. Um, but other than that, 
yeah, that is uh, it for Mortal Kombat 11. Um, another thing I guess I want to talk about, since I'm talking about tech, let's talk about these bad boys. Uh, AirPods. Um, AirPods 2 just got released. Well, it's not quite 2. It's kind of confusing. But um, I'm not upgrading yet. Uh, it's supposed to be another version that's coming out that's kind of the real airpods 2 this is just a slight update if it if you were to compare it to an s upgrade in the iphone like for a 5 to a 5s this is an s version the new airpods just came out uh the chip's different it's a little bit faster as far as the performance um but other than that it nothing really caught my attention to upgrade the things i'm looking for are um noise cancellation because when i'm riding on the highway sometimes it's hard for people to hear me when i'm wearing these when i'm on the highway uh so that's one thing i'm looking for uh also probably a volume control that you can kind of like do like a hand gesture or something like that and there's there needs to be some type of volume control for these things because you have to change it with the phone otherwise um of course um water resistant even though technically these are not water resistant um they could probably last if you were like drop them in some water or something like that okay so there's reports going around that um airpods can actually cause um like cancer to your brain because of the proximity because it's like right on your ear but um i also was doing some digging and it was saying that um because we have our phones like right up next to us there's really not that many as far as like like bluetooth waves uh it would be a total difference um if it was like direct from the cell tower going to your ear but it's the signal is going from the cell tower to your phone and the phone to your bluetooth so the like the range it has to go through is not that long but you know i don't know you know uh that's just something i read but i mean man just man live your life man some of y'all y'all got to stop reacting to everything that you read uh another thing that got on my nerves um i'm gonna get back to the airpods in a minute was the whole um some a lot of people were posting this stuff on facebook about uh yep your like photos and stuff are gonna be public if you don't post this or some stuff like that and i've seen the same thing like year after year um man once you post your stuff on the internet somehow some way it's there you in the system so stuff doesn't work it's it's like man when people post like um i don't own the copyrights to this music if they want to take your music down they will take your music down so if just post it <laughs> putting that disclaimer does not work okay so i don't know there are some things that grind my gears so to say but uh back to this airpod situation man um look um we've been exposed to bluetooth ways for years so if there is any damage it's already being done um also we got the 5g technology that's going to be coming on the way and that's probably going to do us no better just as this uh planet progresses and technology becomes more and more um there um it's not going to be the way it used to be just like with our foods like our crops are degraded unless i guess unless you're eating organic 
most people, you know, buy, you know, their regular fruits and veggies and stuff like that. And uh, the food is not the same as it used to be. So, I mean, it's something else is going to kill you if it isn't Bluetooth. Uh, so, I mean, man, just live your life, man. That's all I got to say. Um, but other than that, yeah. Uh, all right. So now that uh, I'm off these quick topics, let's go ahead and get into the uh, meat and potatoes. For those of you who are watching on Facebook, make sure to catch me over on YouTube for the full podcast. Let's get into this, man. This here, I'm going to start off with the uh, Michael Jackson documentary. Um, I'll say this. I don't respect it. I don't respect it. Um Michael Jackson is not here anymore. He's not here to defend himself. I'm not discrediting what, you know, the two gentlemen were saying in the interview. Um it is, you know, for the most part it's it's kind of boring. I didn't I didn't watch it all. Uh I just couldn't do it. Uh not because of the graphic nature that was explained. Um the only one I really remember is Wade Robson. Uh, and he was talking about how, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, what? I'm not even going to get to it. Y'all watched it by now. Y'all have already heard it. I don't even feel like talking about that. But y'all know what I'm talking about as far as, you know, some of the sexual acts that he claimed Michael Jackson, you know, did with him. Um, but, yeah. So this documentary is very one sided. Um, and it's, you know, all in all, the FBI raided this man's home. They did all this investigation and they still, you know, turned up with an innocent verdict. So, um, I'm, there's still chance that Michael Jackson, maybe he did something. There's still a chance, but it's just not enough evidence, at least with, you know, R. Kelly, which I'm going to talk about. Um, there's more concrete evidence, even though he was acquitted, there's still more concrete evidence uh, that would, you know, put him in that lane um, with the whole Aaliyah marriage license and all that stuff like that. And having multiple women saying the same thing about him over and over and things of that nature. But I'm going to get into R. Kelly in just a minute. Um, but with Michael Jackson, there's nothing really concrete. It's just like hearsay and all this stuff. And I, I honestly, I don't take this documentary that seriously. I'm be honest, me personally. And I feel like it's a little bit uh, premature to be doing all this cancel Michael Jackson. And, you know, there are some radio stations already pulling his music off. Now, I don't really just go back to Michael Jackson like that. Uh, I don't listen to the radio. So, um, I think the radio is already a dying media anyway. Um, so it really doesn't matter if you take his music off. I could just get on Apple music. Here we go. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, I understand. Uh, I guess on a public format such as radio, I guess I understand that you have to pull his music to please uh, a good size of your audience. So I understand it from that. But you still can't stop the consumption of his music, you know, in you know, your own private household or, you know, when you're listening on the on the go. No, nobody listens to radio anymore. So uh, but anyway, 
Uh, that's just my two cents on that. So um, other than that, like I said, I didn't I didn't even get through the whole dock. Um, and I just kind of happened to catch it because I was in a hotel in Iowa at the time and it was on HBO. And I was like, OK, this is this must be that dock. And I was watching. I'm like, man, this is just dry and boring. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I couldn't stick with it. Um, but other than that, let me see if there's anything else I wrote down here. Um, I guess going back to if there was a chance that he did it or not, I would say, you know, I don't hold Michael Jackson. He didn't experience his childhood. He's innocent. You've heard these claims from family members and friends, but as a grown man, it still doesn't make sense to, you know, sleep with younger children. Uh, I'll say that. So it does look weird on that front, but you know, I can't pretend to know the mind of Michael Jackson. Not everybody is alike. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so that being said, that's all I can really say on, uh, the Michael Jackson front. So let's go ahead and skip into the tomfoolery. That was the R. Kelly interview. I don't know how to hold <laughs> I gotta get through this interview. So I don't, I don't think it's a good idea to, uh, go into the highlights of it or else I'll be like laughing all the whole time. Uh, but you know, Y'all already know uh, if you go back and do the recap, uh, there are so many memes made from this interview uh, as far as his outbursts. And once he did that, is the camera on me? It was over. I don't know. But uh, that's that's why I think it was he kind of staged this. I think some of the emotion was real, but I think for the most part, it was staged. Um, I don't know who on R. Kelly team uh went with this but if i was his lawyer or his publicist i was like man just shut up don't say nothing um because this this one definitely didn't do him any favors to me anyway definitely when he was talking about um i ain't got no girls tied up unless you know they got to get some shoes from their uncle house I'm like what <laughs> at that minute he needed to shut up at that point but um yeah, as of late, uh, R. Kelly just had, I guess it was like a pretrial or something like that. And they were trying to uh, request that he um, be able to perform outside of the country uh, in, I think it was Bali or something like that. And uh, the whole thing is, if if they let this happen, if, of course, he's a known figure, but... Um, you don't you don't know what happened once he get off. He he would have to be like y'all have to have a tail on him at all times. Cause I think if he were to like go about his own free will with no tag, R. Kelly is dipping on y'all. So if if y'all let that happen, uh him performing outside the country, uh he would need to be watched very, very closely i think anyway um because if if i'm not mistaken i'm not i don't know the customs over that part of the area but i don't think you know wherever he's trying to go i don't think they take that child molestation that seriously they, they might it might be one of those countries where they allow that type of stuff i don't know so 
Um, but yeah, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but let me go ahead and get, I guess, the rest of my thoughts out the way as far as this uh, interview is concerned. Okay, so as far as uh, the interview, um, of course, he had this big outburst when he was crying and stuff like that. And some people fell for him. Some people say the emotion was real. It, it Part of it probably was real. But it's hard for me to feel sorry for R. Kelly when he just posted a video not too long ago. Oh, y'all should have locked me up when you had me. You missed your chance. And, you know, uh, R. Kelly has this very arrogant attitude. And then when he gets in front of the camera with Gail, that's when he wants to, you know, bail out boohoo and all that stuff like that. So that didn't affect me at all. All I did was laugh. But um, other than R. Kelly's antics, uh, they also interviewed the two girls that are with him, uh, Jocelyn Savage and Azriel Clary, if I'm not mistaken. And they're totally on board with them. They say, you know, they're being treated right and their parents basically sold them off, which I do kind of believe that to an extent. It is the parents fault uh, for putting them in this situation in the first place. Um, so at this point, um, you, you as a parent, if they really, truly want them back. You just have to ask yourselves, like, do I want to keep pursuing this? At this point, these, these girls are grown. They can make their own decisions. I, personally, I can't speak on it because I'm not a parent. Right now, my, my the logical part, <laughs> use your common sense. Uh, my, you know, the logic, the logic, <laughs> the logic in me wants to say, um, Okay, I've tried this many times. They're not coming home. I'm not going to keep beating down this door. You know, at this point, if something happens, then you kind of have to learn from your mistakes. And, you know, if they're eventually going to come home, you got to, you know, you got to let the dog come home when it gets lost. You'll eventually come back in some cases. But, <laughs> but yeah, just me, um, I would probably say, you know, it's kind of a lost cause at this point. I don't know. You parents out there, if you're if your child was in this situation and they didn't want to come home, would you constantly keep beating down that door trying to get them to come home, or do you cut them off at some point? Uh, but yeah, I'll let y'all answer down in the comments. Uh, so also, um, I think Arkell was actually like in the background. Uh, trying to distract the interview or something like that along those lines. I'm not. I'm not too sure on that point. But I heard he was like in the background watching the interview. Uh, so I, yeah, that doesn't make it any uh better either. That he's sitting over there like in the shadows, like <clears throat> and doing stuff like that. I heard he was like coughing at some points of the interview. So um, yeah, that's weird too. Uh, do 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 do. And another thing, since uh, before I get off of that portion of the interview, you say he doesn't know what a coat is. I don't even know what a coat is. You know what a coat is. Uh, but I thought there was another crazy thing that he just said. I was like, man, this dude needs to stop talking like for real. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else I need to go over. All right, y'all. So I told y'all I was going to be all over the place on this one. Um, just looking at my notes here. What else do I have to say on here? Okay. 
So also, um, he got put back in jail temporarily uh, because he had back child support. I don't know if it was because he was mentioning his money like an idiot uh, on the interview. You talk about he had like three hundred fifty thousand dollars in his bank account. So um, if he, I don't know the logistics of his money, <laughs> but the I think the back payments were one hundred sixty-one thousand dollars. So how he couldn't pay it i don't know but uh once again his fans come to the rescue somebody paid it for him um so with that being said yeah uh that's all i really have to say on this case i think r kelly just needs to sit back in the cut and just wait <laughs> um and just you know let your lawyers you know do the talking man because uh this interview i mean some people might say that it did um, help him out as far as like in the court of public opinion, so to say, because uh, some people are riding with him. But uh, personally, me, I think he's had too many chances. Um, I find him arrogant. I find it hard to be on his side when he's, you know, crying and saying I need help. He probably does need help for real, though. But um, doing all that crying, it didn't make no difference with me one lick because you know you really haven't been um sensitive to the situation the whole time doing videos talking about they should have got me already when they had a chance or something like that you know so but anyway uh yeah so like i want to talk about um i want to bring up the topic of do we need to separate the artist from the music or the or the music from the person uh with the whole canceling out now personally myself i just don't feel the need to cancel somebody out the music has been ingrained in my mind for years and i just can't you know turn it off i can't uh but at the same time i'm not really going you know listening to r kelly every day you know if i get a you know, a need to listen to some R. Kelly, uh, you know, just old school in general, you know, then I'll turn to it. But I'm not listening to it every day. Um, now, with Michael Jackson, uh, the case is even more um, serious because uh, Michael Jackson is dead already. And then as far as canceling his music and things like that, I'm like, people still live off of that music as far as his uh, estate is concerned. So when you take the music away, you kind of taken away from the family as well. You know, if you think about that, it's not just about the person that's singing it all the time. You know, people live off of that. R. Kelly has to get money somehow to pay that child support, you know, and um the only way he can do it right now because he's trying to sing outside the uh outside of the country i don't know how that's gonna work but i do agree that he should still get his money you know um because if he still has fans out there that want to go to his shows let them go i don't see a point even though i don't see a problem with it you know um but yeah but uh that's one huge uh thing with me as far as like just canceling everybody's music because you know it's people that live off of that you know it's families live off you know all those hit singles and things of that nature uh but other than that 
Um, now I think it just depends on like the person. If you were like personally affected by um, child molestation or you know whatever type of abuse, then maybe you know that person doesn't need to listen to that music. Or if you have a, if you know somebody that is affected by that stuff maybe you don't need to play the music around that person be respectful but when you're by yourself if you know if it's your prerogative man you know go ahead and listen to it you know um because also you know it's other writers and composers and producers that have to do with you know a certain song that you know they eat off of that too so you just can't cancel the whole song because of one person you know so it's multitude of people that are involved in the music making process so um that's kind of my deal with it as far as um you know should you you know cancel the person's art you know things like that uh people other people are affected that's basically what i'm trying to say um other than that that's pretty much it on how i feel as far as uh, separating, you know, um, the artistry from the person. Um, so I think that wraps it up on the, uh, R Kelly and MJ, uh, part. So let's go ahead and move into this college thing. Let's talk about college for a little bit. Personally, myself, uh, I am a four year grad, a Southern Miss to the top. <laughs> um, but I would have to say college has left me better. Um, I'm, I'm proud of my accomplishment, but personally it has, my degree hasn't done anything for me. Um, I have a degree in business administration, but right now I drive. So, uh, that's crazy, right? I could have just went to truck school, um, and going, I don't have my CDL yet, but I'm working towards, it. I just drive a straight truck right now, but, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm somewhat bitter about the college experience and the, I guess you can say the results it has brought me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know why we're still fed this notion that you know you get a degree, you get out of college, and you, you make it a hundred thousand a year. Doesn't happen. I know still. I know people that have masters that do absolutely nothing with it. So, um, but at the same time. It doesn't um, apply to everybody. Some people, you know, uh, they made the right moves and, you know, college does work for them. So I'm not saying it's a hundred percent bust, but for me and a lot of people that I know, you know, uh, it didn't turn out a favorable, favorable result for all the money that you spend. And then you have to uh, pay it back. I don't even want to talk about student loan debt. Uh, that's a whole nother story that I don't like talking about. It's a sensitive topic. Somebody bring it up. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's personally how I feel about college. Even though I guess you could say my degree indirectly led me into trucking. But that that's another story for another time. But All right. So that's just my personal thoughts on college. I'm not going back those four years were hard enough. I have no intention of getting a master's or doing PhD. I'm done. I'm done, done. 
if I go back, it'll be some type of vocational thing. Like I said, I want to get my CDL and I also I'm interested in doing like personal fitness. But um, what I would say for those getting ready to go off into college, know what you want to do. It's a waste of time going into college. Definitely getting your degree and finding out like, dang, I've been taking the wrong thing for years. Or those people that, you know, go in and they switch up. And that seems just seems like a <laughs> very unnecessary. So really sit down, know what you want to do, know your personality type as well. If you know that you don't mess with people, you don't like talking me. I'm a, I'm a weird situation. I don't like talking, but yet I'm sitting here doing a podcast. But um so if you know you're like an introvert or something like that, look into and research areas of study that have uh, nothing to do with <laughs> like human interaction. Like for me, if I were to go back and do it over again, I would be a little bit more specific. Business administration is very broad. You're doing marketing, management. Uh, accounting, which I probably should have focused in, even though I sucked at accounting. Uh, I think the highest grade I got was a C. That was a hard class. But if I, you know, would have just sat down and stuck with it, um, accounting is a very good area to get into. And is most of you just just dealing with numbers and you chilling. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's too late for that. I'm not going back. Um but anyway, so know what you want to do, know what field you want to get into um, and uh, be specific. Know what know what you want to do, because uh, those student loans ain't no joke. It is a huge monkey on my back. I wish I had hit the jackpot so I can just get rid of it. I'll go to Navient myself and drop the money on they do still. Uh, Navient is a uh, Salome. If y'all didn't know, um, but anyway, um, anything else I want to touch on, uh, that's really what I, I just wanted to hit on. Know what you want to do, really sit down and know what you want to do. Don't just be like, I'm going to college. That's a waste of time. And some of you that know that college isn't for, when I say college, I mean four year. Um, if you want to go do something vocational, you want to be an electrician, you want to drive trucks, um, you can just go do it like a two year vocational thing and go out. Don't be ashamed to, you know, do that type of stuff. I kind of had, you know, this attitude about that, like, man, I need to go to a four year university and um, do all that stuff. Man, you don't, you don't take yourself to community college and get your CDL or something like that. You can get some real money off doing that. Um it's just because where I am now, I like driving. I don't have to deal with anybody. My manager calls me maybe here and there if he needs something. But for the most part, I'm out usually by myself. I do have somebody that rides with me. But for the most part, I'm out by myself. Little supervision. I get to see the sights. Um, but that's about it. Um, I'm not stuck in an office all day on the phone with people like I used to be. I used to work in rent to own. Uh, I went from, you know, uh, calling people about their bills. You know, I, I started out as a credit manager and 
uh, the first time they put me like on the truck, I was like, man, I need to be right here. And that's how that all started. So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, know what you want to do, man. And, um, you know, you'll be set. <laughs> Don't waste your time like me. All right. So I was so caught up in my personal experience of college. I forgot about the, to talk about the whole reason um, I brought up the subject in the first place. And, uh, of course, the scandal that's been going on uh, with the you know, rich uh, parents that have been um, paying their child's way to prestigious colleges. Um, and the crazy thing is, is some of these kids don't even want to go. So why even waste your money? Um, but I, I guess it's because of the prestige. You know, my child went to such and such college and things like that. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, most of the kids that are going, they don't want to go to college uh, as far as the academic side of it they you know probably want to do the party and all that stuff like that so um i mean y'all can all this money y'all got y'all can probably put that to better use um a child doesn't necessarily have to go to college they probably just sit down with their child you know figure out what they want to do and figure out you know if college is necessary to make you know their goals happen but uh sometimes um you can achieve things you want to achieve without the you know addition of college so uh i just don't see the you know the whole point of doing that and then you know risking jail time um man there's people out here that are um you know trying to get their kids in you know better schools just because of their living situation um, I forgot. I read some article about some lady that uh, had received jail time because she had put her kid in another school that was outside of her uh, district or whatever. Uh, so I didn't even know you can get locked up for that. So that's crazy. And um, but yeah, um, that's all I really have to say on that, man. I just wanted to really tell you about my personal college, you know, thoughts and uh help the future generation make better choices uh and not waste their time and regret you know going to college you know if they're to get their degree or not but that's all i really want to talk about on that so let's move into um the last topic i want to talk about before i get into this music and that's the whole uh issue of reparations somehow this has been a huge topic with uh, the people that plan to run uh, in the democratic side. Uh, so I feel like some people are talking about it and they're saying, okay, but you know, uh, blacks are going to get reparations just because, you know, they want that vote. I feel like some of these people are not genuine. Uh, I probably say the person that I probably have to respect the most. And I feel that has the biggest chance of winning well, it depends. Uh, Joe Biden is supposed to be running. Um, I don't think he's officially announced it yet. Um, but yeah, if he runs it, it, he has a good shot of getting it too. But I think this time around, Bernie has a good chance of possibly winning uh, uh, this race. Maybe uh, he still has to, you know, go up against Trump, of course. Uh, but he has a good chance. Um Definitely with, you know, the I'm pretty sure there's going to be a surge of uh, 
Trump supporters um, who are no longer Trump supporters. Uh, so you have that market as well. But uh, going back to the reparations, um, I think I have to respect Bernie the most because he just kept it real. Um, and he also talked about some things that I did like as far as the free college. I think that's very important. Um, I think paying for college is just is nonsense. Uh, also, the free Medicare. And but when he was uh, when he talked about like reparations, um, I guess to paraphrase, um, he basically said, you know, that money could be, you know, better spent towards somewhere else. Um, and before y'all kill me, for, for these folks that really when I say reparations, I mean in the form of a check that you get. Um, even though I think there are different forms of reparations. Uh, if you go back to your boy, Barack Obama, um, he didn't necessarily support direct payment as far as reparations are concerned. You know, he felt like it could have been, um, that could be put in the form of better schools in the inner city. So I guess I kind of agree with that. Uh, but there's, I think there's different forms of, you know, uh, what, reparations could be rather than just giving you know somebody a check because i'll be real my people some of y'all ain't gonna do right with that money i already know so um i don't know maybe there is a way you can kind of customize how you get the money if you know this actually becomes a thing i still think realistically it's never going to happen but if it were to become a thing reparations um maybe there's some type of application process uh you could go through you know if you want your money directly and you know that's your prerogative or if you want to use it to get rid of your student loan debt or you know free college you know things like that so um i don't know but uh yeah uh y'all drop y'all drop y'all comments about this how do y'all feel about reparation do you think it will work out if everybody was just given a check do y'all think it's feasible can we afford this as a country we already you know trillion dollars in debt but if we got money to pay for wars we probably got money to pay for reparations i don't know but uh yeah uh yeah this is gonna be my last topic um as far as non-music is concerned let's go ahead and get into the music though all right y'all so let's get into this music um been kind of slow on the music end but there is some new music that came out this week um for the most part everybody is either talking about schoolboy's new um track called num num juice and also logic he just dropped a track called confessions of a dangerous mind so uh i'm be getting into both of those give my small review for both tracks um and performances as well uh schoolboy q did a performance for jimmy fallon so he's moving on up um that was a good look so i'm gonna get into that i'll probably touch on that last but i'm gonna start off with uh logic here and his video that he dropped on twitter he hasn't officially dropped it as a single yet it's supposed to be uh coming out friday as a single but um i think that was either wednesday or thursday he dropped the track called confessions of a dangerous mind along with the video as well 
All right, so before I get into this Logic track, I must say that uh, Logic looks way better with a full head of hair. I think it's the hair. I think that's why he's getting back on his business, man. I, I feel like this is going to be like some under pressure Logic type stuff. But anyway, man, let's go ahead and get into this. Um, just my thoughts on it. I thought the video was real. Um, it was simplistic. It got the message across. Um, my interpretation of it is basically Logic, you know, standing, rapping in one place. And then throughout the video, um, there's like a gash or a cut on his neck and he's bleeding all over the place. And then by the end of the videos, he's like covered in blood. So um, my take on it, I think the blood represents, um, I guess you could say uh, his criticisms, uh, comments that he gets, um, the whole black and white thing. Uh, that he constantly deals with and tells everybody on his album. So, but um, in other words, it's basically him, you know, uh, he feels, you know, he feels pain on the inside uh, when he has to deal with these type of things. But at the same time, um, like in the video, he notices the blood, but he just keeps rapping. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, you're feeling pain inside, but you don't show it. You get what I'm saying? So I kind of like how um, that video conveyed that message. At least that's what I thought it meant. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm not going to stay on this too long as far as the video itself. It, there are some comments that I do want to talk about as far as um, his album, his next album coming up. Uh, as it was basically a promotion for, um, I guess the album is going to be called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. If I'm not mistaken, that was the title track to it. Uh, and that was at the end of the video album coming soon. Um, but that's all. It's also a little confusion with that. I just read like a genius article um, on Facebook. Uh, so take that with a grain of salt. You know, some people like genius, some people don't. Um, but they were saying that this album is actually not the next album coming up. Yep, You have to go to their page and read it. I just read an article on it. And um, they had a graphic of a Twitter post, um, I guess, you know, from his uh, label or whatever. And they had um, Bobby Tarantino 2, YSIB4, Young Sinatra 4, which already came out. Then they have a question mark under that. And then they have Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. So I don't know if this album is coming out anytime soon or something that's coming out before that. You know, uh, Logic's getting ready to drop the novel and there's supposed to be a soundtrack to it. So maybe that's what's before it. So um, I don't know. Somebody enlighten me. I don't know what's going on as far as, you know, the scheduling of whatever album he has come out. But um, I must say he's pretty uh, consistent. Um We've gotten all these albums, well, slash mixtape. Bobby Tarantino is technically a mixtape. Um, we've gotten all these within like a year time span, but um, yeah, though. But anyway, uh, kind of got off track with the whole album news, so let's get into the track itself. Um, some things I liked, and uh, some things um, that I'm probably gonna criticize a little bit. Uh, I guess let's start off with the the cons. Uh, at the the first first the very first uh, um, beginning of this video or the song or whatever, he has this line about um, I feel like I feel like a king and my queen is correct or something like that. That 
verse sounds vaguely familiar for you true logic fans um go back to to, to, to under pressure nikki i believe i, I want to say nikki so uh, hopefully i'm right <laughs> but um he has a very similar line so yeah, that that bar was kind of recycled uh if you want to you know get real technical on this song but that's probably the only nitpick that i have other than that it was a, it was a good song um you know i always like a good you know um so full boom bap beat so i love the production of course um also uh speaking of boom bap uh that could have been on young sinatra 4 with the whole boom bap presentation and all that so i don't know why he didn't put that on there but um other than that what else do i have here some lines that i just uh wanted to point out um everybody deal with their own insecurities even the preacher was born in purities i thought that was a dope line um because everybody does have their own insecurities whether um i mean whatever walk of life you come from whether you born with a you know spoon, silver spoon so to say uh you started way down from the bottom you know everybody has you know their problems and insecurities um no matter what you know social status you have so i like that bar um also this next line it was like after it was probably like in the beginning of the second verse or whatever um or it may have been the end of the first i have to go back and listen to it i'm all over the place y'all um it's a marathon not a sprint switch up the plan like the homie that went from verizon to sprint i listened to it like three times i I got it like maybe like on the third or fourth list and i'm like what is he talking about so because um at first i was thinking he was talking about uh because most people well i i know myself i had a bad experience with sprint <laughs> and i switched to another company so i was like why would they want to switch from verizon to sprint yeah i was kind of slow on that bar but he was talking about the guy um you know the guy that was first kind of like the spoke person in the ad for verizon like can you hear me yet um and then all of a sudden he switched up and went to sprint so that's what he meant by that bar i was like man why did it take me so long to get that um other than that those are the only lines that really stood out to me but Annette, the the song is um pretty dope i like the hook um also probably another part of this uh song that probably stands out to most people is when he uh, got towards like the end of the second verse where he kind of um talks about his criticism and the, the comments that people make about him about not being black and then how he's compared to how people compare him to um kendrick lamar j cole um or drake i said this probably on the everybody review that i did way back when um i feel like logic found his voice a long time ago I, the whole he sounds like kendrick he's biting up j cole or whatever i totally disagree with that i think at this point when you hear a logic song you know it's a logic song it's you know i, I don't see why people still compare him to kendrick and, and you know the top his top peers or whatever um but yeah personally i think he found his own lane a long time ago um but i would say that when i first started listening to him i did hear some influences of kendrick and j cole and you know drake and uh things of that nature um 
but anyway make sure i didn't leave anything off um other than that i want to talk about you know the overall theme of this song and it's basically um you know logic is still kind of um and and, and I, I guess i would have to say this is a con logic is still kind of beating this dead horse of i want to be accepted uh, i look white but i'm half black and i said towards like in in my in my last re- in my last review of him um maybe not the last review i think it was the everybody review and i kind of gave him a pass on that but going into this next album he really need he kind of needs to die down on this subject man just man be you live you you know who you are we don't need to constantly you know hear about it you know i don't i don't know it just, it just feels like this whole uh rant that logic has been on um ever since the everybody album it's kind of just gotten redundant at this point uh, i don't know if y'all feel that way but that's kind of how i feel that's the only criticism i would have i understand the message i like the message i like the song um and i'm looking forward to the app whatever is coming on the way from logic but um other than that that is pretty much my thoughts on the uh, new track from logic confessions of a dangerous mind all right so let's wrap up logic here and move on into the next artist i want to talk about schoolboy q he just dropped his new single uh num num juice but i think the album is probably going to be dropping friday i'm recording thursday and it's about nine ten o'clock maybe i lost track of time and uh in a couple hours i think i'm gonna be hearing some new schoolboy he said the album is coming very 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 soon um with his performance on jimmy kimmel live and let me say uh I watched the performance and he really needed a hype man he looked weird on stage by himself dancing around singing his own song there's an importance of having a hype man and i think you really needed one but other than that that was my, my only criticism uh of his performance uh, but i'm glad to see him get the spotlight um but yeah so uh as far as the track itself um track goes very hard it's very short but it does go hard man slaps harder than the hand of god uh that's what i would like to say uh tudor coop popping not jack in the box nigga i'm gonna shoot and then after that beat drop it's over but uh yeah also um he had a song that he performed right after it called chopsticks um i haven't heard it so i assume it's gonna be on the album hopefully it had uh travis scott on it he was doing the hook or whatnot but other than that uh i think that might be if if i were to make a d- prediction i would say that would be his uh next it sounds like a radio hit that's what it sounds it kind of reminds me of studio he's kind of you know talking about you know trying to get with a girl or whatever uh, so it content wise it resembles studio but um but yeah i definitely like like the beat the production and um you know the lyrics as well um so 
yeah but going back to num num juice yeah a pretty hard song and has me very excited for the album other than that um there's nothing really else that i can get into it um it was it was a very short song that was another criticism of mine i'm like it was only two minutes i wish this song was way long but but um if I want to, if you were to go back to uh, his last album, Blank Face, um, I think it was Groovy Tony. Um, on that, the album version was way longer than the single version that he had put out. So I think there's a chance that there's an extended version of this song. We'll see. All right. So uh, last piece of business tonight. Let's talk about the Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly." Um, I still have not answered the question on what is his best album. That's probably going to have to be another discussion for another time. Uh, I really got to dive deep because uh, between uh, Good Kid, Mad City, It's Pimple Butterfly, and Damn, um, these projects both have major differences as far as the sound and the concepts and stuff like that. So, um I really have to sit down and think about it. I, each one has its pros that I like. Um, but when I need that, you know, that soulful, uh, that that jazz uh, type production, I come back to this. Uh, but yeah, but at first. I wasn't feeling this album when it first popped up because um I, I guess I had already put Kendrick Lamar in this box. I wanted, I guess I was expecting Good Kid, Mad City 2. And then when he came in with all this uh, funk and jazz, it, you know, it was, uh, I, I had to give him maybe about four or five listens before I really, before it really just clicked me. I'm like, okay, okay, Kenny, I'll see what you're doing. And um, I want to go back to a tweet that, um, punch from tde one of the executives from tde um and he was basically he said he had a conversation with jay-z and he was getting ready to they're getting ready to put this album out from kendrick that might alienate his fans so to say and um jay-z basically replied to him said do it you know so they can't put you in a box so I, in retrospect i think this was uh a very good move by kendrick lamar putting his album out um, because if he would have went with, um, something that sounded like good kid, Mad City again, he, he they, he would have been put in this box. And now, you know, when you expect something from Kendrick Lamar, you don't expect the norm, you know, the cars, money, clothes, and all this stuff like that. You expect some type of message, some type of experience with a Kendrick Lamar, you know, um, but I think this album really helped differentiate himself from the rest, you know, of his peers. And he doesn't have to follow the same rules that everybody else follows. He does have a knack to make commercial music, but at the same time, um, you know, he can kind of balance out commercial and message and mix them into one, you know, um, but yeah, going back to this album, yeah, like I said, at first, you know, um, listening to it, I was like, man, what is this? Um, but, you know, as I listened to it more, um, it really grew on me. Um, 
but other than that uh let's see here guys like i said i did the review already so it makes no sense for me to um repeat some of my thoughts that i already had if y'all want to check out the review go back to my very first video on this channel um and check it out there but i guess i can give y'all um some of my favorite tracks i would probably have to say uh my top five uh let me see here my top five will have to be starting at five it's probably all right then hood politics be it four three would be these walls Number two would be Mortal Man that I play at the beginning of the podcast. And of course, number one, how much a dollar costs, man. I thought that uh, the way he told that story of, you know, um, basically him, you know, uh, oh, Lord, <laughs> I messed up it playing. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's try that again. Uh, I had mistakenly pushed the button on my phone and it played uh, the music. I was looking at the track list. But yeah, going back to how much a dollar costs, it's probably one of my favorite stories that uh, Kendrick Lamar has told in his songs. Um, I actually did that as a topic on one of my episodes. I forgot which one it was. I think it was the one I was talking about, Jordan Lucas. And I also did a like a tidbit on like the top stories Kendrick Lamar has told. So if y'all want to go check that out, go check that out. But this is one of them. And um, I kind of like like at the end how the homeless guy that he's supposed to be arguing with during the song. And it turns out, you know, he's supposed to be God or whatever. So, um, yeah, definitely my favorite track on to pimp a butterfly but as a whole man love the production the 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 live production as a matter of fact with the you know the instruments and all that stuff and um it's a different experience from your usual you know trap beats auto tune all that stuff like that so when i need to escape and uh get to some you know real instrumentation i like to go back to the uh, production of you know to pimp a butterfly but um and man, other than that, uh, I wanted to go ahead and wrap this up because I do have to get on a flight. Uh, for those of you who have stuck this long, man, drop your uh, you know favorite moments from To Pimp a Butterfly and tell me how you liked uh, the tracks that I reviewed earlier on with Logic and Schoolboy. And uh, yeah, man, I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like the video if you did enjoy this episode, and make sure to follow me on your favorite uh, podcast platforms. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out.